0: Now, come by your guns, ah. Can we take it back for a little bit? What's
1: the, What's the flavors?
2: What's the flavors Come on, is it alright if we take it back all school for a little bit? Let me hear you make some noise!
3: Is it alright to play gunshot uh, on this? I don't think so. <laughs> can we Can we do that? Maybe an applause. No?
0: Aboard.
2: Applause? Gunshot for the Lord. Don't win!
3: Ooh! This is gonna be an interesting conversation.
2: You get the
0: conversation interesting, eh?
2: man. Mm. Do you know what group this is? I don't know. It's about to go a little bit. Go get your coffee. Get everything you need to get in the mood right now. this right about to be. Easy. Oh. oh, Oh, that's it. That's all you got. when the praise yeah. yo when the team gets on this on the mic and that's it like, yo niggas like are classic niggas are crazy niggas are crazy especially here, vrai what's like Get <laughs> <laughs> worse than the radio
1: scene. <laughs> 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 I <laughs>
2: If you on the drum at the church, in this part come on? do you He used to cut up on this song. Come on. Dimash matin différent.
0: We have to start the party. I we do this all day?
3: Oh, yeah. and now we the church, you know okay? what like, i Like,
2: You know what Right. We're not we going you. Say got it? This go like <laughs> 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 You ask me how you doing do Hold on. This is the part
0: where, where our generation cut up a little bit. Parents will
2: be like, well, that's a blow. That's a Get that Let me just say, like, it He's a. He's a. He's a. A round of applause. Gunshot. The
1: gunshots.
0: Yo, the gunshot is for good purpose. To let us know that the presence of the Lord is among us.
3: What a way to intro. (laughs)
0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Haitian Millennial Podcast. Episode
3: 30. Wow. 30, 30,
0: 30, 30, 30,
2: 30. Listen, listen, listen. One more time, one more time, yo. One more time, one more time. 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 (laughs) (laughs) time. Hey, this is
3: Gigi, and it's your girl, Leona, and you are listening to the Haitian Millennial
2: Podcast. Hey, hey. H-M-P-A I-
0: Okay, okay, okay This is a come. this is a Neocon, this is a Neocon, this is a New What's
2: poppin'
0: <laughs> Alright, 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 alright ready? I think so, 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 so. you just <laughs> like, bruh <I> <laughs> Bruh. Oh, not about <laughs> no, <just> it. <laughs> 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 What's poppin', really, really welcome, welcome, welcome to the Million Podcast I'm gonna take my headphones off 's mm. mm. Episode 30 um rumor has it that this might be the last episode of the season rumor rumor the has it the grapevine is talking rumor has it so this got to be the the best intro Ooh. that we've done because this is this is the 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 last the, the beginning the end So you know all of that so what's popping what's popping for our first time listeners, for everybody who's been listening from episode one all the way to 30 right here. Welcome. Welcome to the Haitian Million Podcast. This is the podcast where you do hear perspective from three Haitian millennials. And have been, one of the perspectives is me, Mark, the dreamer. And actually, I'm going to go to my left from the last episode today. I'm yeah. um, starting on my left because I'm
3: surrounded by two Haitian queens. On my left, we have... It's your girl, Leona, and I'm here. And I've been here since episode one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Yo, round of applause.
0: Round of
4: applause. Round of applause. And
0: then to my right, I have...
5: Say Gigi. A.K.A. Gigi Derilis. Gigi Derilis. Round of
0: applause. Round of applause for Gigi. Hey, listen. um, We have been talking about what it takes to be an adult. Or what it has been for us as a process to become adults that we are today um, we've taken you on a journey of you know we went through the high school to college process we right. actually told you how we entered the workspace and how we've managed to be us and dating unapologetically mm-hmm. Haitian oh, God. in every single area of our lives up until this point right um, and now we're going to let you in a little bit of this might be a little personal you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even just a little, it's a lot personal because, as we know, with Haitian backgrounds, Haitian blood, Haitian everything, like religion is part of who we are, whether it's Christianity or anything else, and I'm not going to, you know, list them because I might forget somebody. So I just want to say we're a melting pot of religions, And for us coming from different backgrounds, um, you know, me born in Haiti, for those of you if you're just now listening... Born in Connecticut, born in Boynton. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So like we have different backgrounds in how we approach religion, how we receive religion. When did we come across it? Was it in the church? Was it in the streets? Was it in the schools? Was it, you know, in the bus somewhere? Who knows? Um, So now today we're going to let you in a little bit of how we got introduced to that and um, a little bit of how we, after the introduction, how we've nurtured it or how we brought it to us as adults, so when we're no longer under our parents' guardian, mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, the person that probably may have given us the religion, we stepped out, and now we had to kind of, like, get it on our own or manifest it on our own, however we did to, to find that. Um, we're going to let you in a little bit on that. And maybe you can relate. Maybe your journey is similar to mine or Gigi's or Leona's. Um, Whatever your journey is, um, hopefully you can relate. And if you can't relate, guess what? Tell us You can tell us. Yep. You can tell us your journey. Because... (laughs) Man, probably it. Actually, if it's your first time listening, I'll find a number for you later on. Not right now. Because I feel like I need to hear how everybody's doing um, before we get into the conversation. Because... <laughs> uh, Talk but, to us, but but, but yeah, what's
3: private? Mark, how you how you doing? Oh, like you okay. just you just set the tone. <laughs> yes, like nah,
0: I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, um, it's it's the I guess the fall slash winter season, so it feels good outside. Even though we're in Florida, for those of you listening to us elsewhere, I forget see I got manjola
3: man <laughs> no choice for us for
0: us you about much, you just more than on on want to breeze but but it, you know I'm feeling good I'm good um I'm still in the 33 season of my life you know I'm going to keep reminding y'all um uh, because it is part of my uh, I guess it's the bar right I have to keep up with what would Jesus do all day every day so um I think the end of the year for me right now is fourth quarter you know I know most people may not um, of course, relate to the fourth quarter. If you're an entrepreneur, you probably have to remember this is the fourth quarter. Like, so you have to go go hard. Any goals you have for the year, um, you kind of this is the time where you're realizing whether you're you're close or you're not really about to make it. But at the same time, you also have to keep pushing. You have like uh, a month and some change left in the year. Pretty much. Um, so it's go hard or go home, you know. So I'm there and lucky for me or gracefully for me, God has been great this year. Um. So everything looking good, man. So yeah. pushing to see what the goals for twenty twenty three be looking like. Yes. You know. And we here. That's about it. That's me. What's popping? Who who got the mic next? I'm not going to point this time. I skip. Ooh. What would
3: Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I can hop in. Yeah, I think. What's up? Yeah. What's up? popping? I think. Um. No. I. I think that's an excellent um way to set it up for me. Definitely, Mark. I think. Right now, I'm feeling good. I think that I've been. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Okay. Yes, I am feeling good, of course. But Mm. um, I think that newness, I think that I am eager for newness. And um, I don't want to say opportunity as in, like, you know, like come up. I think just opportunity for new. Um, friendships relationships new understanding a new level of wisdom I think that's the newness that I'm just kind of like excited and open for Mm -hmm. Um, my friends and I have been discussing a lot about like this piece of transformation in adulthood Mm -hmm. Um, it's like there's a way that people know you Mm -hmm. and then there's who you are becoming and who you like you know who, who you're developing into and I think that I'm just embracing that process of who I, I, who God is continuing to mold me to be, and I'm just kind of surrendering to that process as best as I can. So that's definitely been a journey for me. And again, feeling very good about it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yay. Yeah, talk to us. What about you, Gigi?
5: You just set up mine. Like, I I love the end of year. I love the holiday season. Um, But for me, this past year has really shown me that, It's like really embracing who you are as a person and then taking ownership of what you can and cannot control about yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that we're on episode 30 because I feel like the 20s is taking time to really Mm unpack who you are, what you like, what you don't like, who you want to be, who you want to be around. And I feel like 30s, you're supposed to really like lean into that and like flourish and really like evolve. And so... I feel like I'm in that season of just being myself and being willing to say this is who I am and I'm going to work on the things I can and I'm going to just embrace the things that are just who God made me to be. <laughs> so it's been good. It's been it's been stressful a little bit this holiday season, but holiday season submission holiday season, <laughs> season. <laughs> but um, I'm super excited for the new year. And so yeah. things are good.
0: <laughs> you get you get on the new year, yeah. Are Asian in speed? You speed. I <laughs> get, you that know, get a <laughs> so Do
3: that's... do get speed though. They don't. They don't. Oh, of course George. you think so? Of course For the most part.
0: I you I think say, that they do? I see I see all do they be all late Disney. Of course Josh. Tout mm. monde branche. Tout mm. monde font frappe dans l'arrière. Mm. I radical 65 to 95. Mm. Nah I'm just joking They be mad careful man <laughs> <No>, That's
3: <they, laughs> what no, no, I was like,
1: <laughs> like I was like I have They be really? careful When it comes to cars. I need to meet those the Those way, speed
3: NASCAR racers that, that you're talking about
1: we're of Yo
3: Haitian Is there
0: in the nation of NASCAR Yo police
3: sweet Is there in the nation In NASCAR Haitian What So I'm feeling Oh. Holding on to the thing Any ever Haitian ever even Go to a NASCAR race <laughs> Do we I, th- I feel as if we did discuss Like the driving thing Like who taught you to drive Um, who was the person real quick my mom oh no yeah I think we did discuss this very briefly
0: but me nobody (laughs) taught me how to drive you wanna hear
3: hear
0: the cream story? (laughs) my dad took me to to the DMV not even to get my driving test my actual permit Mm -hmm. when I got back after I got my permit printed and everything this man said drive home (laughs) he literally told me to drive home guess what I did I drove home when we got home it's like <laughs> wow. Why was it more to go But that was still like, that could have been
3: horrible. But look at what, but he, he the per,
0: look at the result. He knew. And then after that, I just drove down the neighborhood. There was like a little roundabout. So I just kept driving around there by myself. And then
3: boom, at 16, yeah. That's a testament to how much people believe in you and you doubt at 16. yourself. 16.
5: 16. And this he, man and, gave me a card he taught, you Let to, me ta- he taught you
0: to be confident in yourself Yes he Let me ta- Do you think he knew that? Like and now I have to ask him Like did,
3: did, Maybe did you could not- ask him what he genuinely felt in the <laughs> car Like He was probably like oh my goodness <laughs> We go." like I know my Distressed
0: <laughs> That's insane though But I did get a few Like a few tickets along the way so maybe if I did like really, if somebody really did teach me, maybe I probably would avoid those tickets. No, I don't think
3: so. The first no? time I ever drove, I got into an accident. So, me too. yeah. But we don't need to go that. Who we'll th- you though? You didn't tell My me. brother did. Uh, my youngest brother, not my younger than me, but the youngest of my brothers, who's older than me, taught me how.
0: But I actually, took driving lessons in Haiti. Now I'm thinking about it.
3: No, oh come on! No, now no, you now no, the- think about it. Now think about it. Okay, okay. But it wasn't really driving
0: lessons. So here's the thing. When I was in Bombay, Bombay to be exact, I used to spend my summers there. And then there was this guy around the football field. He would do driver lessons. They get it. Something like that. I forgot mm. the name. But anyway, he literally gets in the car. It's a shift car. Oh, so you learned stick shift first. He didn't teach me. He just oh, did it for me. Wow. Like he was like, okay, then he did a whole turn with me. And then he said, no fini. Mm. So I you learned finished. quick. I was like probably like 11.
3: Okay. Oh, you learned quick. 12. Yeah, yeah, catching on fast. But that didn't make, I don't think that made me good at it. I think it does. I, there's a difference between going into something with zero exposure and having something to draw from. So you had yeah, like a little, fine, but I think the foundation mm. of all of this is having faith. Yes. Hey,
0: ooh, look at how you turn it around. This is the episode. Mm, yes. This is it. My, my dad had faith in me, I guess.
5: He did.
0: Before I even had faith in myself. oh. Mark's like, we're not doing this.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Now, let's uh, let's pivot into to a conversation. But there was something that you said that I don't want to kind of, like, go over it. when mm-hmm. you were saying about 30s mm-hmm. before we go into the conversation. 30s about, like, knowing yourself and doing all this. Is mm-hmm. that true? Is I, that a thing or did you make that up? Is that, like, a, a universal what? thing? <laughs> like, at 30, you're supposed to, like, already know what to do. And is that is that what it takes? It's, it's I thought not, it was, like, 25 or it's something.
5: It's not knowing what you're... So... One thing millennials have done is we have shifted the timeline. Okay. Like, I think our parents by 25 had to get it together because they already had three kids. You know, they were married on the house. That was the goal, right?
0: Everybody wanted that. Then. By 25, yeah, I was supposed to be X, Y, and things. Z.
5: But now mm-hmm. we're, we've are we pushed the timeline. And so I, I do think 30s is like really... 20s, you worked out all the kinks. You did the mistakes. You, you, you tried things. 30, mm-hmm. you're supposed to really kind of, I think, lean more into like... Who you are? You're supposed to be. I hope you're supposed to be more confident.
3: Um,
5: less, less, you know, less weirdness. Less. <laughs> your brain, <laughs> your brain finally fully matures at 25, mm. and so. Did that, did that hit you? Was your
3: whatever? question was, "Am I supposed to have it together when I'm there?" Or In like, a way like,
0: or, or like, weed out. She said something important that I thought was important. Like, weed out your friends or whoever you hang so, out with, and. Stuff like
3: that so to to that point I think there's like a by I don't want to say by 30 but like in 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 that range mm-hmm. there's a level of awareness you must have about yourself and those around you mm-hmm. it's like you you understand um and I think the biggest part of what Gigi mentioned that stuck out to me is what like the controllables and what you can't control mm-hmm. it's like you have a little bit more autonomy over yourself so you're establishing who you are and it's all about who's who's being invited into who you are. Like understanding that if I invite person A, this is what happens to me or these, like this is how, what's a result of person A versus, okay, person B, this is what is a result and deciding like, do I want person A and B or is it just B? And this is like friendships, relationships, just um. Uh, working relationships like just understanding how far like even what you were speaking about in 29 just like that boundary of like Mm -hmm. hey this is what I this is who I am this is what I accept and this is what you get as it relates to me Mm -hmm. if you decide to be in my 30 circle and in this part of my life so I think it's more of that like give and take type thing and understanding more of that because I feel like when you're in your earlier 20s I don't want to use the word settle but you kind of accept everything and you just because you're still trying to figure it out, right? And you have a little bit more of a foundation and a firmness to what your expectations are okay. once you're moving into into that area.
0: All right, awesome. That that gives me clarity um, into into that space. And um, all right, since uh, we're about to, this conversation has been long awaited, and we don't want the people to wait any longer. No, we'll make them so, wait some more. So so <laughs> just a little bit long. We're about to pivot into <laughs> get into our religion conversation, but
1: let's hear a little bit of that.
2: Sing
0: it outside! Everybody, come on! Woo! Come on.
2: Let's
0: go. <laughs> get into it? Let's Woo! 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 Woo!
2: Ooh. Slowly,
0: slowly, slowly, slowly. <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly. All right, all right. What's popping? What's popping? What's popping?
5: All right. Religion. So, um, I wanted to share what the American Survey Center mm-hmm. found out when they surveyed millennials and Generation Z. Um, in an article called Gen Z and the Future of Faith in America. They said millennials and Gen Z are much less likely to report attending worship services. Less than half of millennials and 40% of Gen Z say they attended church weekly. Participation in religious education activities or Sunday school also reveals a substantial generational divide.
3: Hmm. So blunzy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Quick
5: summary: less than half of millennials still go to church.
3: Yeah, that that, that was definitely what I grasped from less that. Even,
5: even Gen Z, they not going either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Less than half of millennials.
5: Yes, it's <sighs> about forty-five percent.
0: Wow. Then how does that st- st- statistic stand up to the Haitian millennials? Mm. Is it less than twenty? <laughs> It might be. <laughs> it might be less than a quarter.
5: Um, I know the church I grew up in, mm-hmm. they have a um, an, uh, a severe a- age gap going on where um, the congregation is mostly older. I would say like a majority is over the age of 40. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, between 20 to 40, there's not a lot of us there anymore um and then you have small children cuz they're the children of you know my parents right mm-hmm. some of the older millennials that are still going to the church but i think just looking at my upbringing mm-hmm. yeah i would say less than 20 mm.
0: okay so before we get into like the current status can we can we pull it back for a little bit mm-hmm. um the question i have is where how did we get introduced to the church, or or fast forward to the religion part. Um, and then, what religion were you introduced to? Anybody want to go? You go? Or do I go? Yeah. I can start. Okay, what's up? All
5: right, so I was introduced to Christianity when I was a small child by my grandmother on my dad's side. She is a prayer warrior a deaconess, and uh, my dad grew up in the church. Uh, he grew up Baptist. And so uh, my mom grew up Catholic, and so when she met my dad and they got married, she eventually ended up converting over to um, Baptist.
0: Mm, Baptist.
5: But my dad was not a regular churchgoer. He was very much like, I guess what you call spiritual but not religious. Mm. Uh, but my grandma did not play.
1: Oh, look, so? right yeah, now.
5: my grandma yeah, did is. not play. Mm-hmm. So as, as as early as like I can remember, like she used to pray in the morning. She used to have us all come and kneel by her bed. She would pray for like an hour, and she would sing songs in the Shuntis fans. Then so,
0: y'all yeah, was different hour. Just we with were there her?
5: for an hour kneeling. Wow. wow. Yes. And then she would, like, be praying, and then she could hear that we're messing around, and then she would, like, threaten us. <laughs> 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 Classic. Snap <laughs> that real quick. Right. It's
1: like,
5: but aren't you talking to Jesus? <laughs> uh, and then at night, same thing. Same thing. But we weren't going to church until my mom converted, and then we started going to a Methodist church mm-hmm. in, um, in Connecticut. And, but my dad didn't go to church with us. And then mm-hmm. when we moved down to Palm Beach, we started going to a Baptist church. Okay. Um, and that was extremely formative for me, going to church there.
0: So it was different, the Methodist version yes. in upstate or yeah. in that area was different from the South Florida experience. Yeah. At the Baptist. What was the
1: difference? Yeah.
5: Um, I, I just think with my mom becoming more involved, mm-hmm. we had a deeper experience. So I was going to church three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> prayer on monday mm. bible study on wednesday prayer again saturday morning mm. sunday school church and church again at night mm. mm-hmm. um <laughs> i was in the children's choir uh yeah i was church was my life growing up it was really all i did outside of school and home Mm. especially after the my three L's, yes. the three
2: L's.
0: Yes. Can you say that in English for people?
5: Church school home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all I did. But for me, I, um, when I was in middle school and in high school, I really felt I had a relationship with Jesus or I thought I really understood the, the gospel because I felt like if I'm hearing something over and over, it must be what I know and what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to college and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Am
0: I jumping ahead? <laughs> I can stop a bit, there.
5: A little bit, a little bit. I can stop there.
0: Uh, we'll pause you, but don't yeah. lose. Yeah. Don't lose. <laughs> lose <laughs> uh, don't, right. Don't lose anything yet. Um, yeah. We are going to talk about the adulting process, but let's let's continue in the infantry. Into beginning. Yeah. Benigni. beginning.
1: beginning, <laughs>
3: uh do you want to go in ladies yeah I can I can oh such a gentleman um so no okay so I don't have a background in belief system or kind of like my family upbringing in that aspect um my family wasn't I, I mean, I think it's safe to say that they weren't churchgoers, they weren't religious, they weren't spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really any exposure to um Christ, God, the understanding of a higher power, mm-hmm. um, or anything of the sort. But I do recall, um, and it and it and now that I think about it, it's, it seems very like random almost where when I was in middle school, all of a sudden my mom was like super like adamant about us going to a Catholic church. Like it literally, it just, it just happened one day. Um, And I always remember her before us attending church, her always asking me to help her with these envelopes. Like, Hey, make sure these, can you pull out the last four Sundays? Cause she didn't go to church, but she just knew that, Hey, I need to give money. Like I need to tithe. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like my, I guess like, that was literally like my first taste of like, what is this? Like, why are you constantly having me pick out these envelopes with dates on them to put money in to give to another woman to give to something else. So like that was like the lineage of my understanding. Mm-hmm. And then sporadically one day it just turned into like let's go to this place, mm-hmm. which is a Catholic church. Um and I started going there and it was very much so um <laughs> pressed upon me i had no desire just no interest there was a huge communication barrier it was in creole i didn't understand the rituals or like the practices um it didn't make any sense to me and that was in in when i was in middle school and then when high school came around there was this man who god rest his soul passed away crazy but brother thompson who like I would hang out at my cousin's house and he'd be like, I want to take you guys to church. And like, he would just always be like, I'm going to come get you guys. And he would literally come pick us up every Sunday and just bring us to church. And this was a a Christian church um, where they spoke English. So I would go there again, not paying attention just in the environment. So I think that's like my experience is I was always in the environment or there was always like a, a, a sprinkle of who God was somewhere, but there was no engagement from me or no real explanation of what this is or Mm -hmm. um, how you experience it. So yeah, I would definitely think I was, I was, the best way to describe it is I was kind of idle, confused, a little lost because I knew of this thing, Mm -hmm. but didn't know exactly what it was. Um, And I just kept getting different versions of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So following like Brother Thompson coming to get me, bring me to a Christian church, I ended up also a best, my, well, I guess I can safely say, former best friend who was going to a, a Haitian church invited me there. Mm-hmm. But it was with this social intent like, girl, let's go to church and like look mm-hmm. cute and like, you know, so there was really it's no. The <laughs> so there wasn't really like a, yeah, like there wasn't really like a, hey, like your soul, your heart like reverence, submission, like there wasn't any explanation of that. It's like, this is a social thing, like let's go and make friends and have fun. And that was a, a, a African church that was in connection with a Haitian church. So again, I didn't have, there was no explanation. Like I just, again, versions of this thing, but no explanation of what it is. Um, and that's kind of like the the infantry Uh, of like my experience as it pertains to the exposure to a belief system or systems um and yeah for yeah I would say for a lot of and again with what Gigi's explaining college like that that's when things or you start really trying to understand like well okay like I what is this and like how can I make it make a little bit more sense so that I understand where my time is being spent so. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the
0: story <laughs> turns out yeah <up. laughs> yeah, turn, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. but i have a question for you before we um go into my side of things yeah. um what what made the shift so when well, your mom was taking you to her church and then the um uh, the brother thompson mm-hmm. came in what made the switch like what happened was like your mom stopped going or and then he took in i just wanted to get just a little bit of clarity in that.
3: now that yeah i, I appreciate that. So. I think the shift just was, again, I I wanna say it was more of a social aspect. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm with my cousins. This brother Thompson knows them, and he's like, "Yeah, join us." But they also didn't understand it either. But again, it's like, "Oh, my cousins are going here. It must be a safe place, and I like spending yeah, time yeah, with yeah, them." Yeah. So I'm gonna. Did your mom I'm gonna still go. go to the
0: other church while you were going, brother? So Thompson? no. Oh, well, so
3: no. that's the thing. There was again, like my very sporadic, like let's just go and then not go, and then let's try going a little bit to be consistent, and stop right. going. And it was only my mom and I. So my father. Right. N- wasn't helping her tithe or anything. This was like something she solely did. Uh Um, And then like my brothers had zero interest in like at that time, the youngest and the only girl of the family, like this is where she's gonna exercise, hey, Mm -hmm. let's go, come with me, we're gonna go do this. But even in those spaces, like now as an adult, Mm -hmm. even in conversations I have with my mom and like reflecting to those times, I don't even, even to this day, do I think she fully even understands Mm -hmm. Mm what she was doing or how she was participating mm-hmm. um just even now and that's more based on like her she like she she can't read like even in crayon like you 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 are here mm-hmm. in, in kind of what Gigi's mentioning the rep- the repetition of it mm-hmm. so because I've been repeating this practice for however long however many years mm-hmm. I should believe this. I, mm. I don't need any extra explanation. Like it is what it is. And what they've presented to me is all I need to accept.
2: Mm.
0: That's another topic. Yeah. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. This is the Haitian Millionaire podcast. And as millennials, we do have a different perspective on, on just the practice that we've been taught. Yeah. We're not the generation. that's just like, Oh, let's do this because my parents did this. Yeah. Like we have to understand. And I think this is where we're all getting to the understanding part. So, let me tell my story before we get into the understanding <laughs> part. So, for those of you that probably haven't listened to the first early episodes, but i um, back in Port-au-Prince, which I ended up moving to because my parents lived in the area, which was the country that was helping with this nonprofit. So, they sent me to Port-au-Prince to live with my uncle and aunt. So, um, to be honest, very young, still very young. I still don't remember the church back with my mom. So, until I moved to Port-au-Prince, that's when I started remembering um or having memory of going to church. So how it went because I was super young. I was um I think I was six around there when I officially moved to Port au Prince. So living with them, it was like whatever church they were going to is where I started going to. Um we used to go to this church. Uh the pastor name was Pastor Paul. I still remember that to this day. Pastor Paul was the main um and the church was in Delma, Delma Soisson Yeah. No Delma Venkat sorry. Venkat okay Si when I no Pastor Pola you know we're members, <laughs> you know through the pod. But anyway, <laughs> so um, well, how how it happened is we got to church. I, I know, of course, you get clothes, get dressed up, mm-hmm. got to church. Um, there was the main church, and then there was another area because the church also had a school. Um, so there was an area where they did where all the kids go. So I would just go to that area, and then my uncle and aunt would just go. To, they basically just send me with some people in and I started going there mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I started picking up what was going on. You know, they had a, <laughs> to be, I still remember this day because they, the church had backings from, I guess the U S this is now me translating everything. So there was this Caucasian lady. Um, she was the main one teaching the service. So she had a projector. The projectors were the ones where you have the, it's clear.
5: Yeah, you, would slip the, and you slip. You slip the paper. The paper yeah. And yeah. it
0: projects right wow. into the what? screen. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's what my Sundays were like. You just mm-hmm. literally come in, um, you do prayer, and then of course there's a Bible on the table, uh, or you bring your own little Bible, little New Testament, uh, and then you brought that, and then she will go over the uh, the 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 lesson for the day, mm-hmm. and you have a teaching, and then you um, you do little exercise, play time, and then boom, when church is over, you meet your your guardians, and then you head back home. Um, that was the continuous thing. And then I started realizing as I got older, so around like 10, 11-ish, I had graduated from this area of Sunday school. So I was no longer in this area with these kids. They put me in another group of kids. Mm-hmm. And that class was a class to get you ready to be baptized.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So like there was this whole system. So I was still trying to understand what this was about um, or you know, religion and everything about that, the process, I was still trying to figure out what it is. But I know every Sunday we was there, every Sunday. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, in those years, I wasn't understanding everything, besides just the stories. I just heard the stories, mm-hmm. Moses, all the different stories you hear in Sunday school, I was just getting to know these stories until I got to the next level, right? Then they were telling you how to implement the stories and the things you hear to relate it to your belief in God. So then mm-hmm. that's when they had to prepare you for getting baptized mm. because now once they believe you graduate and understand the impact of God in your life, you're able to take the next step, which right. is to get baptized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so in that process, I was a little fearful because they would say, Oh, they were like, "It was kind of like, it was, I, was, I don't want to say it was fear based, but it was around that. It was like, once you become a, uh, you know, you, you sit, you give your, so now I didn't understand it a bit, because if I was in the church, does that mean I didn't really fully give myself to God? So now that's when I realized you have to literally go to the altar and give yourself, like, I guess you say, converti. You know, yeah. how do you say it in English? How do you say that in English?
3: Well. It's like baptism, but like... before the, I, the, the
0: part when you go to the altar and like...
3: Is that when you become okay, saved?
5: So I think... Uh, they do a call to salvation. Yes. And okay. you and you end up accepting Christ. Okay, and, so
0: that's, that's what that class was about. Okay,
3: because I was going to say, I know there's different practices in religion right. and I think that's like something else that's going to be a part of this conversation yeah. too. So and
0: I, and I didn't say it, but the religion was Baptist. It was a Baptist okay. church, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. by the way. So that part, again, was when I started understanding the importance of having a relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I'm already, I'm, I think I'm already 10, 11, so I'm understanding life a little bit. Right. I know that might sound weird for a 10 or 11-year-old, but I started understanding a little bit of what life is about and then Christianity. And then actually I passed the class because there's a, you have to literally yeah, pass, pass the pass class. The class. <laughs> so I passed the class and it asked me if I wanted to get baptized. I thought about it. I literally thought about it. I asked. I remember still asking my uncle um, because my uncle was actually a, a, a bass player at the church. Um, so we just had conversation and he was like, if you're ready, just do it. And I was like, I think I'm ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I still remember like maybe the Sunday before I got baptized, I was fighting this little kid and he put gum in my hair. I still remember them having to shave a little piece of my hair because it was gum stuck in it. And that was my, my punishment. I had to walk around the whole week with the patch because they wouldn't shave my head because they wanted me to learn that. You know, to not play games. Uh, But anyway, uh, (laughs) the following week I did get baptized. Um, It was interesting because it's not like I felt different, but I I felt different. It's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys remember the past episode about you know the sex episode. So it was around the same time, Mm -hmm. like things were happening, Mm -hmm. which I didn't understand. But I did. I was like, damn. Sound like I've been swimming no. up? <laughs> After the Baptism, all that stuff, you know. It's just you becoming older and um and through I guess through growing up, um, you know, becoming a young man. So throughout that process, I guess that was now my thing. I would go to church and now I was in a different class, but I would meet different people who has the same who had the same faith, you know. We mm-hmm. were all understood to be Christians, right? right. we Christian men in, in, in that era and we used to go to a camp, like the church used to do a lot of things because they was backed again by the U.S. So there were different things we were doing. We used to go to camp together and we used to have retreats. Um, and, you know, you were part of a group of men who are religious. Of course, we got prayer, used to sing, those different things. And then at 14, you know, came from Haiti and came to the U.S. And I think that's when everything kind of started shifting because my I, I didn't live with my parents. So when I came here, and now I found out, you know, they go to this church and now they're taking me to this American church,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: And now I'm like trying to feel now, you know, don't speak no English, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still remember when I was packing my bag, they were putting my Bible in there. And I told them, yo, what are you putting? This is a French Bible. What are you putting in my bag? I'm going to America. I almost was trying <laughs> to leave Christianity behind. Oh <laughs> this whole new,
2: they were like, oh still, boy, I was like, Haitian,
0: this Haitians? <laughs> where I'm going? <laughs> like, I was so, like, I was so in a different world. Um, but when I got here, and then I realized, oh yeah, this is a, this is a, this is an America, but this is a Haitian church. This is mad Haitians here. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to, um, but I did realize there was a theme. So I was going to Sunday school still, even though I was 14, but I was going to this, like, other people's Sunday school. And then now, they were telling these stories that, imagine I had a whole teaching in Haiti. And I, basically got all the stories all the Mm. bible stories that you can think of but now i came back i I came here and i'm in the sunday school and they're repeating these stories that i've already Mm. learned i kind of felt like and this is where things started shifting i kind of felt like what are they doing like i know these stories so i almost felt like a rebel because everybody around me was like oh yeah repeating the story because it was very like childish
2: Like they would have
0: people repeat, like, "Oh, what did so? What did Moses do? (laughs) You know, what? How did he do so and so?" Mm -hmm. So it felt childish to me. So I started skipping Sunday school. So I started like, you know, kind of hanging around in the car, doing random stuff. I wasn't really into it because I had a, I guess, a better education in Haiti compared to when I got here. Mm -hmm. So things started dwindling a little bit. Actually, I was very much becoming a rebel at that sense in church because we'll have, we'll have. you know, because they had a group called Jeune, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm now part of the Jeunesse group. Mm-hmm. And they will have after church meetings and we'll go over scripture. And all I did was ask questions, yo. All I did, because I felt like my, almost like my intelligence was being questioned. And I felt like I was I knew more than the person teaching. So mm. I was really being a rebel. I was like, you know, okay, if so and so did this, you know, why didn't this happen? You know, I was really questioning mm. it in a, in a kind of a negative way. And I, I was, I was, I would get not kicked out, but you know, started becoming like a, like a funny guy or whatever, just mm-hmm. trying to make fun of stuff, and people would laugh. And anyway, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, it wasn't a good course. And then the church broke off because there was different things happening. Pastors were not getting along with pastors. And then after the church broke up, I'm not gonna lie to you. And I was still in the high school stage, so I'm not there where y'all. At my story is a little bit more drawn out. Um, but what happened is when the church broke off. It kinda made me lose like that that importance of religion or church. Because I felt like I never in Haiti I never seen a church broke off. I'm not gonna lie to you. I never <laughs> seen a church like say, oh yeah, I'm crazy. This person go over here and do a church and this person mm-hmm. they came from the same church to the point where they were battling for members. Mm-hmm. Some members went with this person. Mm-hmm. So that kind of I don't wanna say traumatized me, but it did mm-hmm. from, from the Haitian church standpoint. I felt like that was, and then they broke off as the friendship too, Mm because we had friends in the church Mm. and some parents went over here and then we had to hang out elsewhere because if we wanted to meet, we're not going to the same church anymore. Mm -hmm. So we'll hang out other places and that turned into other stuff. You know, we're hanging out in different areas that's outside of church. And then boom, boom, boom. One thing led to another. Right. We're no longer going to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my mm-hmm. dad is no longer forcing me to go to church because I'm at the age now where it's like I can decide to go or not to go. So I would just skip church. Right. And then eventually, as I got, you know, older, outside of high school and stuff, then I started understanding, um, of course, the church, which is the the body or the people that go there. And then the religion aspect. So I didn't to learn more and understand what that looks like and um that brings me to the areas where you guys were going to go into mm. which is how do you find it you know kind of on your own or um yeah, yeah truly learn and introduce to it
5: so i i like hearing your story and leon's story it it makes me really think about that you know i was in a place where I did have consistency growing up, mm. like um, once my mom had converted, and then once we had found our church, Iglesia Baptist Mission in West Palm Beach. <laughs> <Like> uh, <Baptist laughs> Michonne,
2: West Palm Beach. Uh, it
5: it was. I didn't really have to stretch, mm. nor was I'm, nor was I going to question things really, mm. um, because I also was really into being, like, obedient and, like, being a good daughter and now, you know,
3: mm, being a yeah. good
5: Christian woman. Muye. <laughs> 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 my kid, my I uh, No, but I, had, I, I, I felt a lot of pressure to not um, be sinful because of how I was growing up, which is not a bad thing, but it, it did create um, a complex in me, and it's still something I deal with to this day, of not, um, knowing how to bounce back from mistakes Mm -hmm. or feeling like I failed. Um, and so like I did get baptized when I was 18, I did do the class, Mm. um, a class that got shut down like three times because our teacher would tell us that we are not ready. We not, we're not taking this (laughs) seriously would stop the class, and mm. then we'd have to go through a cycle and start over. So it was three times. Mm. Um, but I got fed all those things. Like, you know, once you get baptized, Satan's going to come after you. Mm-hmm. You're right. going to be tempted. It's going to be like Jesus in the wilderness, but you're not Jesus. So
3: listen. <laughs> it, it, listen. It's
5: going to be bad. But I was like, no, like, i I've been doing this for years this is who I am like mm-hmm. I, so I got baptized at 18 but I you know I came to college and one of the first things that startled me was I didn't realize how much being at going to a Haitian church was such a comfort like mm. even if I couldn't even understand what the pastor was saying I would I preferred that hearing. A sermon in English.
0: So did you make a transition right now? Is that what you're saying? You Yeah, I was
5: trying to make a transition. I was trying to find a church. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, get have my routine now as a college student. On your own. On my own. But now there's no, you have to be here at this time, this place. Mm-hmm. It's like I have to, you know, self-regulate myself and make decisions. Mm-hmm. But it was uncomfortable trying to figure out what my new home church was going to be. And it was the first time I was being exposed to different types of churches. Mm -hmm. Like, there was this one... I'm not going to call them out because... Yeah. There was a church on campus... (laughs) Keep going? Yeah. There was a church on campus where uh, during praise and worship, they would start jugging, like doing Miami dances in the aisles.
0: That was in South Florida?
5: It was here at UCF. Oh, God. Yes. And so that was such a huge turnoff. I went Mm -hmm. to white non-denominational churches where Mm. the praise and worship was dry Mm. I didn't like that either I went to like super traditional African-American churches and Mm. I didn't like it it was (laughs) like I I kept going to places like I don't like this I don't like that I don't like this I don't Mm. like that I didn't have a car Mm. so I was relying on you know people taking me and eventually I just stopped going to church I stopped going to church for years while I was in college Um, and so I thought I could keep, um, continue the relationship with Jesus and God on my own. So I'd be like, no, I'm going to keep reading my Bible. I'm going to listen to, you know, Christian music. Like Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. And then when I would go home for holidays and breaks, I would go obviously back to my church and I would, I would feel like, okay, this was like Mm -hmm. me still doing what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. But it was, I would say I wasn't really. Following a religion anymore i was I was just living life and and kind of hoping I'm doing enough to not be deemed as a bad person
1: mm-hmm.
5: okay Mm-hmm.
0: so so do you think like with the college transition mm-hmm. that the experience that you had of going through you know to different churches mm-hmm. did it affirm to you that the church that you were going to in Palm Beach was better? Or did it affirm to you that that style of worship was what you kind of wanted, but not necessarily, I guess my question is trying to go into like, because you still went to church, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You were figuring it out. Their style of worship and doing things wasn't something you were used to. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: And then when you went back home, you felt like home. Do you think it was better or you just felt, you didn't feel a connection? What was the... It
5: it definitely wasn't a better thing it was it was a feeling thing and it was a comfort thing mm-hmm. like because I did also try Haitian churches in Orlando so mm-hmm. it was you know same routine mm-hmm. but it was like these are not the people I grew up with oh, okay this is who I wasn't comfortable and I'm by myself in the Haitian church
1: mm-hmm. you know gotcha. I'm not
5: with my mom and my family so I I think it was a comfort thing and a feeling thing I was looking for mm-hmm. um versus a better because there was there's amazing churches like in state-of-the-art facilities, all the things. And I would mm-hmm. be like, mm, not for me. Well,
0: for churches listening. <laughs> that's not how you get the members. I know,
3: I know.
5: <laughs> no, they didn't do it. it wasn't them. It was mm-hmm. definitely me. But I didn't know how to, I didn't know that was what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I just gave up.
3: I, so I'm, I'm hearing you, Gigi. And I guess like my follow-up question is like, at that time when you're figuring things out mm-hmm. what were your resources of figuring it out was it just you were you talking to people I know you mentioned like you didn't have a car you were kind of asking people to go here and there. like but what what was your like what like what was your filter like okay like sh- my, hey let me ask my mom or like let me try and figure like how were you navigating that in addition to yourself and what you felt
5: oh that's a good question So I was, I was a firm believer in the, it's your, it's your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, I did not think it was anyone's business to understand what I was, where I was with God Mm -hmm. um, or where I was in my walk. There was definitely, I didn't really experience uh, the discipleship I was having at my church back home. I didn't realize that was something that I should have kept seeking and trying Mm. to keep Mm-hmm. Going as I was in college, and so even though I knew I was wanting to go to church, but not finding the feeling, I wasn't communicating that to people. Okay, I would. I did reach out to my mom, and then of course I have family here in Orlando, so they would start to pick me up um to go to church with them. But it was like they were all the way on the west side, having to come all the way over to UCF to come get me, and you know.
1: You know. That gets a lot <laughs> <laughs> over yeah. time And All stuff
5: right. like that And even my own friends were going through Their journey with their walks. So sometimes they would If they stopped going Then I obviously wasn't going to be able to go mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. could have Like you know in hindsight I could have been someone who Let's say I found the church I like Said, "Hey, I'm I'm someone who needs a ride." Mm-hmm. Then gladly, right? right. That's what church people do. They would have they would have caught went and got me, but I never put myself out there, mm-hmm. and so I was very reliant on me and Jesus, like we figuring this yeah. out mm-hmm. and not involving anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
3: <laughs> okay, what do we do? where do we go from here? You- I mean, if that's your I mean, I guess we can like build on layers of like everyone's experiences yeah. at that time. I mean, that's right, interesting. Right, right. But I mean, do you do we want to talk about when you had the like when God when God got us, or do you want us to like? Um, we can we can give one
0: more one more insight into that that build up. Okay, yeah. Because I
5: like for you, Leona, uh, for, you know, listeners. Fun fact: Leona and I met at church. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> um. <and> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh I <yeah>. guess... <laughs>
3: very 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 big and important fact actually yeah. um so yeah I, okay so i can build a little bit more like towards like now i'm now i'm in college who was at the church first she was ah, so <laughs>
2: tell us how you found this church <laughs>
0: so
3: oh this this is this is good so um now i'm in college um i've i've been at ucf i'm a freshman I wanna say I've gone
0: to the sponsor this pod. Right? I'm trying
3: to tell you. At this point. At this point. So Exactly. Give it give it back. Um, so I'm there. It's my freshman year. Um, I think I'm in because I, I started in the summer, so now mm-hmm. we're in the fall. Yeah, so we're in the fall. Um when it no, Easter's in this in, in this, spring. In the spring. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. So the no, the spring. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> College. At least it
0: could be is, Christmas. Is I
3: feel Easter. It. I feel. <laughs> it's Easter to and Jesus in every way. <laughs> so it's Easter around that time, and one of my cousins. Um, was also in Orlando with me. Like we're going to the same school. And she was like, It's Easter. Like, oh my God. Like, we can't just not go to church. You, you already, you already know. I even gotta do it. Depressing. I even gotta tell you. So um we end up like finding a church on campus. We go and then we just start building up again that for me is the social consistency of what church is. Like people I love are here. I wanna be with these people, so I'm also here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but still kind of not really engaging much. It's like we have these events. I'm like, mm, I don't really want to go here. Are oh, they going to get food? Are oh, they paying? Okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like you know, it's kind of like a what? Like I was a consumer. Like I was like, okay, what can I get? What can I get out of this social interaction? Because mm-hmm. that was my thought process. This is all social. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, um, I'm just kind of going through the motions. like kind of trying to understand. And I, I remember this is like the first taste in college that I'm getting with people my age. Truly interested in Jesus in the gospel, like interested in not just the social aspect, but have a desire to praise and worship and want to read scripture and just debunk and understand what God is doing. So, that is this is like now my first taste of that. And I'm like, okay, like what is so fascinating about like, you know, like just trying, you know, the spirit, the spirit, Like, like, (laughs) like trying to understand that. Um, and then just still being a skeptic at the same time, like not understanding this love that they're talking about, this peace, this freedom. Like it seems so foreign to me because I grew up in such a hostile, chaotic environment. Um, So that's always like what I know. Like that's like my default. Like, oh, this is going to blow up at any second now. You're talking about y'all love each other. Like you're going to hate each other tomorrow. Like that a very pessimistic attitude going into these environments. Um, So just more of that exposure and then I remember the pastor of that church reaching out to me and it was a smaller church of course with with the university but he and I sitting down and him just talking to me and again this is my first interaction ever speaking with a pastor Mm. so getting a lot of these large like milestone firsts that sometimes people who've been in church For for years have never experienced so for me, like it started chipping away at the like, okay, well, why is this person in such a seemingly high position making a space for me? Like, I don't, I'm like trying to figure it out. Um, and then the conversation around teaching and being in small groups with other people at that same church, but still running away from the call. Like, oh, you want to serve? I don't got time to be serving here. I need you go home and take a nap. Like still having that, that, that battle. And then ultimately at that church, getting baptized, So I accept Christ within that conversation in multiple, not just one conversation with the pastor, like he was so open to just having conversations, hearing my background and just creating those spaces, connecting me with other people to like, I accepted Christ, but still not fully understanding what it meant and then getting baptized thereafter. So doing the whole like in the water, yes. I accept like doing the call to salvation and all those things and then feeling like kind of what you mentioned Mark of like the okay like we in like, <laughs> like yeah. i am a christian I you know just, i
0: just realized all three of us have been baptized
3: yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: but it's quick little please don't forget your thoughts. yeah i just want to make this this, this yeah, yeah yeah real quick and people are gonna hate me for this but oh goodness, <laughs> oh goodness. have you ever wondered like in the haitian church when it's baptism time they have this thing behind the the altar mm-hmm. there's water there I'm like, how is is there a pool back there? <laughs> like, I used to think that like, too. how did you how did you build a pool overnight <laughs> to baptize people behind the church?
3: It's always been yeah. there. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway, and back, that's and that's back on we was. just <laughs> it's back. again the level of when you learn when the you're behind the, the scenes. behind the scenes, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I got baptized, and again, that feeling of like mm. eagerness, you know, that scripture of like, you know, I'm I'm that fresh, like on that fresh soil. Like I'm like, oh, I'm I got the fire. Mm. Um, and I'm just like trying to still I'm I'm eager for this for this um, new place that I'm in, but still confused at the same time. Like, oh, yes, you told me this is what I should be doing, but there's informing me and then giving me steps to application. So I was missing that step. Um, and again, I think for some reason, like I kind of fell off and I know why is because I was in a relationship at the time and this person was where I was. To Begin with, like, wait, wait,
0: wait, are you, are you gonna
3: go there? Right? Now? I'm not trying to go there, but I'm trying we to paint know, the picture kinda, of kinda, the gap. We
5: kind of have to go because I, I have something we do, I, but I have something I have to reference because, like, Mark, you mentioned uh-huh. you went through questioning and how that was considered you know mm-hmm. rebellious, disobedient, yeah. you mm-hmm. end up causing like a ruckus, yeah, and then like. You, you, Leona, you're like discover. You've discovered this new thing. It's great, but there's still confusion. Yeah, I think like for me, seeing other people question their faith and then explore different other religions or Mm -hmm. spirituality was also, I think, part of why I was also not jumping really back Mm -hmm. into being a regular church goer. Mm
3: -hmm. Because
5: you know, I you know, I'm I'm a little nerdy right here, (laughs) and so it's like. It's like there's so much knowledge and information, and I wasn't saying I now I'm totally just done with Christianity, but I was also like, what is going on with like other ways of seeing the world mm-hmm. and, and faiths and belief systems and learning about those things? And, yeah, and so for me, I I kind of was like, I want to embrace the whole exploration aspect. Yeah, but I knew that if I had shared that, like if I had told another. Person. person that I was think like oh I just I just read up on Buddhism it would be like
3: so for that. what are you so like immediate. yeah like the judgment immediate judgment the immediate
5: judgment yeah
3: and and I appreciate that aspect because that was a part of the confusion for me as well just learning about it because in like if I backed it up a little bit to even like the high school space where I'm doing these social things there was. So much judgment for me in those spaces, which is why I came into them so pessimistic, um, because a lot of times I went to church, like I have piercings and like the Haitians are like, oh, you can't be here. Like I literally got sent home from church wow. because of like what I was wearing. And it's not even that it's not appropriate. It's just like, oh, like you don't you don't look like what we would typically dress like here mm-hmm. or you're not conducting yourself that way. Like I remember I, I had color in my hair, not in a natural color, like brown. Like, I remember coming to church, curly hair, and I had, like, the skunk skunk stripe, and it was brown. And they're like, you you can't be here. Mm -hmm. And, like, I had those extreme moments um, where I just didn't understand, but it was just like, this is how it is. But I'm always grateful to God because I still was willing to even be in those environments despite some of the examples. And these are loose examples, but despite some of what I was met with just by trying to Mm -hmm. be in an environment. Mm -hmm. um, An environment that
0: also says anyone is accepted.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another layer, but mm-hmm. um just to kind of remain like to, in like the transitioning process. But,
1: you are black. No, <laughs> but
3: but, but pretty much, you know, um there's a lot of judgment that is uh, whether you're Haitian or not. The church struggles with it and it's just it's a universal thing that we're all trying to mm-hmm. bring to God because God is the ultimate receiver of any and all of us and that's why he's who he is. Mm-hmm. And so when um I got baptized, you know, I'm like, yeah, we, we know, um, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I fell off a little bit because at the time I was in a relationship with this person who was, who was the me mm-hmm. before I was, you, but yeah, before I was me. So mm-hmm. you're just uh, low key marking it. Like mm-hmm. you're marking me like, Oh wow. So you think this person's going to come save you? Like, you know, like right, this, right, right. you know, like the kind of, Picking at me like to just Your like so yeah much, like, like security but you don't is. even know God like yeah, right, you know right, and right. it and it and it mm. I think out of fear I I retreated right. like I was like you know what this person's you right you know. yeah this person's right like why do I think I can mm. like you know pose as a Christian when I'm really not mm. but again not knowing how God receives and loves mm. and just having that lack of realization is what made it like easy to retreat or run away like instead of fighting for my faith i i, I fled so um that's kind of like where i was and then um thankfully somebody oh we didn't get to when we got there right. okay
0: yeah that's where i'm once, at what's <laughs> what yeah i was gonna say that relationship factor creates more questions but yeah. i think if i do ask those questions it's we're gonna go down more a rabbit hole <laughs> but i do want to make a point here because i've done exactly what you you've done like painted, right? So, so, so yeah. So when when you're used to having religion a certain way, grew up in a Haitian church, uh, understanding religion like Haitians understanding religion, mm. uh, and me not dating people in the Haitian circle, like dating Haitian women at the time. So like it it was not clear that we had the same belief or understanding or the importance of Sunday. You know, I would date people who Sunday is just a regular day for them. And, you know, they would have to wait for me to get out of church and do these things in order for them to, you know, um, I guess have time with me or have a conversation with me or talk. And then me, I'm telling how my day went and I had a full day. They're just waking up. So things like, you know, things like mm-hmm. that is a little different. And it, it does play a role in just to not draw out the relationship aspect too much. But it is it is different when you have a faith and belief and your partner, or the person you're dating does have a different faith or belief mm-hmm. or just have a different relationship with your faith that you've acquired and they haven't even gotten close or, you know, it could be the opposite, but I just haven't, you know,
1: yeah.
0: dated or at that time I didn't date anybody that had a stronger faith than I have. It's always been like, I'm probably the one to influence that. Mm-hmm. So, which I guess says a lot about the people I've dated, but no, <laughs> that's neither likes. here or there. <laughs> um, but, that's a uh, that's something that I think the you know maybe a deeper conversation.
5: And I can relate. I my ex not different culture, but grew up Catholic, mm. and I realized how different Catholicism was to being Protestant until I was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like that was a, that was an experience. And there's also
0: people <laughs> who practice different religions, or that are atheists, or that don't even believe in the aspect of um, serving a god, or even even if they are serving a God, maybe it's a different, it's a different, um, route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because yeah,
3: sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, good. And
0: then, uh, no, now that I've like known other Haitians and, and it's not only about God per se, it's even about different religions, um, and different way of practicing their religion um, you know, as far as like people you interact with. They're not friends or people you're dating, but just people you interact with in general. Especially with social media now, you can have a conversation about something and somebody will have a comment. Um, total opposite of what you're kinda talking about, but they're giving their perspective from their religion. Um, and it kinda I don't say stir up the pot, but it does give people and usually it doesn't stir it up in a good way. It's usually an argument and end up with a block at the end. So mm. it's it's definitely interesting. Um on the social media platform now that we've evolved to everybody sharing their belief system because there was a point where nobody really did that yeah um, sure. even with politics too that aspect mm. religion politic those are things that you didn't really discuss and that's also something i learned if we're talking about current time in dubai that was something you don't do they tell people like people in dubai you don't discuss those two things religion oh. and
1: politics
5: mm.
0: you don't discuss those
5: two hot topic sensitive
0: in a way i didn't say why or is there like uh, danger
3: associated with it,
0: it's just i don't think i, I think because there's probably like an inner because you know they have a lot of indian people in dubai in different cultures that african people as well mm-hmm. so you know like they probably do believe in different things mm-hmm. and they didn't really help the cases that were happening maybe in discussion of how you practice your religion so everybody out of respect they just don't talk about it mm-hmm. In politics is not even you know there's one ruler Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they don't it, talk about it, right? You talk about it now. You're thinking you, it might change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. They don't talk about it because they don't want change. Um, maybe. So, and also, I think those two go into like if you're dating someone, I think it's very important. Like over there, like if you don't believe the same thing that the person believed in, then you know, the government might not fund it. There's different stuff. Oh, wow. So many. Oh, because there's a there's actually a, if you actually born in in Dubai you when you get married, the government covers um wow, the process but That's if, you, nice if, to you, know. if you don't especially I think it's probably also through religion, like if you have the same religion, they believe that they should keep that going, so mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna enforce that they're going to say, hey, let's have more local people in Dubai get married because a lot of people are moving there just for the heck of
5: it so i think to to your point, I think that is where like when people talk about the church and then they say the Haitian Church mm-hmm. I do think one of the characteristics of Haitian Church is how um, not worldly or globally aware we can be like I think there there's a lot of insulated perspective thoughts and ideas mm, and you want to go there I do <laughs> I just I do. I think it's important. I, for me, I think it's an important part of my walk-in journey um, because, like I, just, I said earlier, I, I I was learning new things and meeting new people and finding out new things. But I felt uncomfortable and sh- even shameful that I thought other things were interesting. Mm-hmm. I was never planning to convert, but it was like I, I felt like I couldn't even share some mm-hmm. of the things I was learning. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like for my peers who. Again, question things and and came in with like wanting to understand why the way things are. It wasn't met with like okay, let's let's unpack these questions. Let's let's like really try to figure out. It was met with like like. And
3: you're you're speaking about coming back into the Haitian church environment with the new of oh, information. Correct, okay. correct.
5: With the new information. Okay. And sometimes
0: the, it's not even the Haitian church. Your parents. Because oh. they're the
3: representation of the
0: Haitian church. Sometimes.
3: I like. I like that point you bring up, Gigi, because I can see how that's a stifling experience for you. It's like, hey, I have questions. There's not really like a there's not really like a safe space to like you mentioned debunk and discuss. So wh- where do you expand your knowledge of your belief system and and, and build a, a stronger foundation? Um, and I and I think I like when I think about my journey, I. I think it was the total opposite. Like I had the freedom to kind of just be, I guess, like ignorant. Like, okay, so what is this? Like, why that? Why this? Why that? And it was okay because-
1: It was welcomed.
3: It, yeah, it was welcomed. It was like, oh, okay. Like, no, we, th- this is the work that we want to do in the community, the the great commission calls for these conversations Mm -hmm. and to make people feel comfortable to have the curiosity to like, Hey, okay. Like, I don't understand this or this story or this scripture or like, you know, and and I'm, I'm grateful for that because it, it allowed me to, to, to go a little deeper, but in, in church, that's like the, the concept of like those who grow up in church, it's harder for them to have that freedom to like ask questions because then you're met with like well you said you were doing this since you were three years old like why don't you know it and that's kind of like the shame aspect of like well why don't I know why
5: even question it in the first place right why why, why, ultimately why why do you even want to try it and I do think like when you have already like church culture plus Haitian culture, it becomes like Yeah, Uh,
3: yeah. a force to be reckoned (laughs) with. I think you should
0: (laughs) came up with the term curiosity killed the cat.
3: Oh I
0: mean but (laughs) 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 That's why I said it in Creole. But anyway, um but yeah it is it is very frowned upon to be curious. In the yeah. Haitian community, well, in the church Haitian community, I think, um, and I'm a recent um, pastor's kid because my my dad officially became a pastor not too long ago. So it's not like I grew up <laughs> I grew up in the church like as I I didn't grow up in a house where the my the person in the house was a pastor yeah. until I got older mm-hmm. because my dad became a pastor. You're, so you're an adult, piece. Yeah, I'm an adult PK Cause again. I, because
3: because of, because of, because of the real. P.K.'s, they got a different a different uh, experience for sure. They
0: probably did, they probably did. Um, but it is interesting though. Uh, I can have conversations with my dad though about religion. And although he's very like, you know, scripted, but at the same time he also has an understanding. So for example, having the conversation about why isn't so many um, Haitian kids like myself that grew up in a church go back to those churches? Why aren't they even going in attending these churches. And then he was, it was pretty clear with me. He's like, Hey, we're pushing them away. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that the current Haitian church structure is pushing the youth away because they're, they're not having intentional programming to bring them in they um They're thinking that the, our generation will go into the church because of their affiliation of the church, knowing that hey, this is where I need to be to get the, the, the gospel. But if the church not pouring back into Mm-hmm. me or a person like me then I'm just going there to go and a lot of our parents
5: yeah, that's not enough
0: right and a lot of mm-hmm. our parents sometimes that's enough for them right mm-hmm. and that's also part of like the selfish thing that our parents have is um our ki- the kids are to obey me at any point in every point of their lives because to them it's like you should be here I still remember the days that my my dad would be so happy that I'm at his church for a day just to visit or something wow. like that, mm-hmm. but. I don't get nothing out of that structure. But I do see, it since I'm I'm also my brain is solution first. Every time I am in a situation, I look at how I could make it better. I would go to my dad's church and be like, "Okay, I can see so many ways cuz they do live stream. I'm like, oh, I can help them with this. Mm-hmm. I can help them with that. I can give back to serving to the church." But then I'm like, if I give, what what like who's pouring back into my my relationship with God at this point, right? Am I just serving just to serve? Or is there something that I'm, you know, like the the person who's preaching or just the word, am I getting nourished through the church, like my soul, not just my physical actions? Or if I'm giving back, so right, you you know, you always look at it as when you give back to the church, you are giving back to God, you're servicing God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, as a as a person,
3: I still need, you know, that, that soul connection, in my opinion. I have, I think I have a comment. <clears throat> a comment and then I have a question. So right. your, your suggestion of like, Hey, like, yeah. and I don't want to double down on like the Haitian church, but I understand where the Haitian millennial walk us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's a level of like routine stubbornness yeah. that resists change mm. in, in, in Haitian churches. So even if you were willing to like, you know what? Mm. Hey, let me take over this area and start implementing change. There's a complacency there. They're like, we. It's been this way. Right, right. Don't. We don't. It's not broken to us. <laughs> like we don't really need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yet, yet that is what invites the youth. Like that transformative need in a church or in any environment. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, like the new, the fresh. Like let's let's add that so that they have a place mm-hmm. to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um. That's like my comment. And then my question to you was like. Does and how patient are we willing to be Mm. that 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 the needs will be met if we are truly giving first Mm. like. I understand there is a very big and important part of, if I am serving mm. kind of like the, cons- the cons- consumption, like I'm, I'm now contributing, mm. but, but now how am I being spiritually fed? There mm. absolutely is that aspect and no one wants to do that to the point where they're drained, obviously. Mm. But how patient mm-hmm. are we as Haitian millennials truly to that mission mm. of, hey, I'm going to do this because I want it for the good of the church, mm-hmm. and what what is my patience as far as the turnover, the return mm-hmm. on investment for that? Because it doesn't. God's word says He does things immediately, but there is also scripture that talks about the the patience, mm-hmm. the wait, the long mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. And where are we in that conversation? Let
0: me, let, me one tell one you let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something right now. I am all down for the long run, right? <laughs> I am. She, she's in the shower. Oh, it's I got you. Okay. Another market. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what happens is in that process, I'm, I'm, I can say I'm jaded. Is okay. that, is that the term? Okay. So I've seen the commitment being applied and there is a consistency.
4: Mm-hmm. You
0: like I can see the change, I can see the growth, and you almost get to the light. I think Haitian churches are almost like Haiti in its own. It's like you see mm-hmm. the hope sometimes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You see it coming. You like this is coming together. As long as you know the the dam group is rocking, the group, the men they're rocking, oh. Laziness is rocking. The the band players are rocking everything. It seems like it's going, mm-hmm. and then next week, cote de ah mes amis, na boby je move l'église parce que cote ni la yoman de pour nous payer mille lola right, et puis nous pas aller comme là parce que nous l'envoie l'envoie friend again I go country, so we're not we're gonna have to go to another church. Um, because this X, Y, and Z and all these things. And I'm not saying that somebody dropped the ball, mm-hmm. but somebody usually dropped the ball mm-hmm. when things are just going the best way it should go. Right. Mm-hmm. And I understand now that, that tests your patience. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you like, it's okay when we get a new church, which is gonna mm-hmm. start it over. But what happens is then there's that communication of who to blame. Who was in charge of the finances to make sure that we were, you mm-hmm. know, ahead of these curves? I'm sure they give us warning about doing X, Y, and Z. So now you're no longer like I guess just worrying about the process of the church. Now there has to be accountability on the business side, right? Because mm-hmm. church at some point is on a business angle. Yeah. And then now you have the almost like a contradiction because Haitians doesn't want to believe that church is a business. Right? At some point they still they want to keep the I guess she say the the curtains still being in the front and the okay. business in the back. Okay. Like they don't want people to be aware of everything that the church is going through business wise. Okay, and I think that's why sometimes in our in our current stage, like people go to Haitian American churches where the the church leader is a little bit millennial ish, so they're understanding the dynamics that it takes to run a church, and they're very open about everybody. Hey. Where we have this to fix in the church. Okay. We have this to do. Okay. So they're very much open about where your money's going, where is this going? And I think they're probably doing it because they've been hurt okay. by Haitian churches or churches in the past. So I still feel like to this day, that's still a thing. It's still hidden from the from the average person, from uh-huh. the congregation that this is where your money at the church is going. Okay. Or where things are going. So things could be gelling. But in the back end, somebody is behind on something, but they're afraid to kind of go out there and say or tell the church that, hey, we're doing these meetings. They usually do reunion mom. You ever heard of these? Mm-hmm. Or those? So yeah. they, they only have the big guys of the church that meet up. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that know what's going on in the church. Mm-hmm. And what happened is they go pillow talk to the X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. then now the congregation finds out through the grapevine. And now they start deteriorating. They don't come to church anymore because oh God pets all men. Blah, blah. So there's these things that happen to this day in Haitian churches. And again, it's not probably not only Haitian yeah, churches. Exactly. It just happens because I've seen it done so many times. To this day, I still remember my dad say they were, they were going to service outside of the church, like on the parking lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because they didn't have access to inside the church because the AC so-and-so was broken, whatever, whatever was happening. And they were going. It was like, imagine in wintertime. You have all these people at the church. Mm-hmm. If it's raining, then they had to like pack up and try to go. All these things are happening. And I, and I told my dad, you know, they have resources for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there's actually organizations who are set to help churches like your church. Like all you have to do is ask for the help. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I think there's, there's something about, and then he says there's something about them or the pastor believes, not him. The pastor believes that there's something about the process that's happening right now mm-hmm. that's going to make this church stronger.
3: Mm. I, I- <laughs> to me that don't make sense it, so, it sounds like transparency and communication yeah. are are the are the the gripes maybe like the the pain I points think
0: because everybody in the church whether there's a pastor or the leader they feel like it's almost like your kids you never tell your kids about your financial situation so, the house could be burning down and we're going in foreclosure but your kids who i'm not saying they could help but Keeping them aware that we're gonna lose the house, of course. They, they could be kids, but they feel like they have to run the church, like the members mm. or their kids. They're not really being transparent. They have to feel like the leader and always There's the a shepherd and a sheep
3: aspect yeah. of what happens in the body of Christ. And uh, I'm frustrated a little bit. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because
5: that's, that's real. That's real. We want. That's
3: what we want, right? Um, And again, this is the concept of experiences, what we've seen, what what, what we've heard. And I think that like the shepherd and the sheep aspect of a church, I want to speak delicately, of anything operating, right? There is a dedication of the sheep following said shepherd. It's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like millennials versus church, right? I'm just trying to remove the the Haitian aspect, not like in a bad way, but like we're not long suffering. Yeah, it does not take a, oh, it does not. We we leave churches for less than losing a church. So I would I I would I think I would understand a little bit more if those more dramatic things were happening. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a a, a disconnect between what what we are our expectation for church and what it actually is where's the middle ground though
5: so i'm going to say this i think a lot of what is causing millennials to leave the church and and pursue other religions or spiritualities is they have been burnt or their perspective has been shifted by prosperity gospel which is and I'm going to say it like the whole, hey, you now you accept Jesus, everything should happen for you. It's your season, your time, your car, your house, your spouse, happy times, mm-hmm. great, all the time. And so I think that even like trickles down into how you think your church should happen. It should be like every Sunday, praise and worship hits. The pastor's sermon is always the best. Mm-hmm. Audio and visual never fails. Yeah. Your tithing offering is always going to what you think is going to the parking lot should be this, everything should be that because we we're, we're supposed to be prospering in this space.
1: Mm-hmm. And All I good think,
3: things.
5: Yeah, and and but that's that's what that's the flaw in the prosperity <laughs> preaching.
3: But but that's the point I'm trying to make. Are like you preaching right now? She is. She's absolutely preaching because it's like like I was mentioning like this is what church is, and church is people, and people have flaws. But the church's attention is not on the people, we're not here to focus on each other. We're here, yes, we care for each other, as scripture states, but our focus is Jesus Christ. Like, we're here to worship and adore someone who forgave what we could never do. Like, and, and I think that with the expectations we have, of course, as somebody who lived as a consumeristic person in all of these environments, it was all about what did, what do I get out of this? Mm. Like, what do I, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And once you, once the transformation or the sanctification process begins, there's a realization of like, no, I, I need to be giving, Like what I'm, what I'm giving in that, in that long suffering, in that being consistent and being firm and being committed, like so much fruit is produced from that. We don't stick around long enough to find out. Mm. And I feel like sometimes that's what is a little lost in the church. And this is, and I'm speaking to myself too, because I've had seasons, you know, you have seasons in your Christianity or in your faith when you're walking and you don't feel like doing A, B and C, but there is a goodness to it. There is an aroma of who God is that is produced. And and another thing I want to point out, like Gigi's mentioning, is like we can't always be looking for the big thing. Mm. <laughs> like God does little things too. Like there are little victories in the day. And it's like we just have to pay attention to those things. It might call I mean I just want I know my background of coming into or excuse me or, or God saving me mm. is different. I didn't know who he was. I had no desire, no interest. And scripture says God like Jesus died knowing that people would not love him. Mm. We wouldn't die for someone we know, and we wouldn't die for someone who we think God, might now
5: like, you're not I'm preaching.
3: <laughs> I'm just like hey, we hey. just wouldn't do it, and that's why I'm so grateful that God received me as such a doubter, like I just and, and, and coming to Christ like in college or, or you know being baptized, and then finding the church that Gigi and I met was the first time. I was able to understand who Jesus is and how he wants to love me. And when you find freedom in how someone wants to love you, not wanting anything from you, mm-hmm. that's when things, I believe, shift.
5: And and I want to say, because I know not all of our listeners are Christians. Um, or, churchgoers. or churchgoers. Or churchgoers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like I want to be mindful that some of what you're hearing, you're probably like, like y'all, please stop. <laughs> right. Like, um, but that lean into the questioning, lean into the doubt, lean into the frustration. But I, I would encourage everyone listening not to stop, because I do think at a certain point, some people just get so discouraged and so upset that they're like, "Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna call it. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this." But as as someone who You know, God also did save, and like I did recommit my life to Christ. Like there is, there is something beautiful about your journey, whether it it doesn't look the way society says it's supposed to look, or even the way your parents are probably reacting to how you're going about whether or not you've stopped or or going to church or or you're looking at other things. There's a beauty in that journey, and, and like God knows and knew that you were going to go through this in the first place um so i I just i think for us being not churchgoers as our our parents generation i think there's a correlation to how much we're all dealing with stress and mental health and the way we see things and us constantly arguing about 200 hundred dollar dates like i think (laughs) i think there's just something there's a correlation there and i do think Yes, our parents. Some of our parents were just blindly following, but I think they also had a lot of like structure and, and, and a set foundation and something they could always look to. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I think our our generation is
3: lacking. I I that that yeah I am, I agree with that. I think that the they they have that the constant like the, if I go to this, this mm-hmm. is the response I will get, and I accept that. Mm-hmm. Where. Um, in our society, like Mark was mentioning, we have options. There's new information. There's always a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, your foundation, like what you stand on can't change every day. Like it just, I don't know how, (laughs) I don't don't know. Like I've, I've been, I had conversations or heard conversations and I'm also someone who's open to hearing somebody out. I'm not a brick wall at all. Like, and I'm also not like a, Oh, you don't believe in this? Don't speak to me like no. That's ridiculous. Like I'm always open to hearing that. That's why I love Gigi's. Like no, ask the questions. My biggest thing is use wisdom while you're asking the questions. Be mindful, um, you know, and 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 be aware, you know, of what of what you're learning and asking about, and where it could potentially take you. I think I feel like Mark has been like <laughs> just he's like about to drop a bomb. <laughs> no, no, this is this is great. I'm
0: just letting y'all cook. Uh, I really. <laughs> I really appreciate it, and, and um, for anybody listening, you can see why I surround myself with people like Leona and Gigi, you know? I'm soaking it in. I'm just taking it in just like you guys are, so um, it, it's good to hear it from different perspectives and people who have um, skin in the game in a way, right? You guys you guys have um, been in churches and served. I, I cannot say the same because I haven't. Actually, I'm just in the process of actually, um, I guess, giving service to a church like, of course, I used to, I used to have a group, like I used to sing in church, um, but that's about it. That was a long time we ago. When
3: your album coming out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will <we laughs> album coming out?
0: Album, album already came out. It flopped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, <laughs> now, um, so it's, it's different. I'm looking at it in different ways to serve. And it's also interesting too, to find a home at a church. And I think past the pandemic, like after the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, I have been attending church online, which of course is not the same. I want to actually, uh, you know, when I was, I guess I'm giving a little bit of my personal life right now. But when I was in Atlanta, <laughs> I was actually looking for churches to actually give back to. Um, and, you know, that's one of the but things I was looking to give back to was like being my gift, right? Because my mm-hmm. gift is like storytelling, videos, all that good stuff. I was trying to give that my gift back to the church and help as much as I can. So I'm actually in the same process again, looking for, um, that same way. It doesn't have to be that way though. I'm also praying to figure out what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you may have a vision and then that's not truly what God wants for you. So I have to figure out, um, where exactly he wants me to be, um, a tool, um, to help out on. So like even somebody who's listening, if you don't even have a church that you go to or, not even spiritual or religious, whatever in that process. I still think I've I've met people who, um, I guess you say they understand um, you know, the process, but also they they just don't be active. Mm-hmm. Or like you'll talk to somebody you'd be like, yeah, they've never been to church or they don't go to church, but at the same time they'll say things like, you know, I'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> or or like, you know, thank God this happened. Right. So sometimes it's like What's going on here? Which you praying for me, but who
2: are you praying to? <laughs>
0: um, so, in, in, in that aspect, as a as an adult, right, you start you start like taking things for like you become more mature to to take to take things in um, into like when somebody say they are gonna pray for you, you appreciate it, right? Not and most of the time that's the prayer, right? Yeah. I'm gonna pray for you is the prayer, so you just take it as that. Uh, but there is a, I guess she would say, there is a parallel. You just have to understand where that person's coming from. They mean well, because sometimes I'd be like, What you mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would ask, You know, what do you mean you're gonna pray for me? Because you don't even pray, because that will open up a can to another conversation. Yeah. Um, so we, we do have, uh, well, I have a circle and I, I have a quick story, like, right? I try not to make it long because my stories are usually drawn out, but I try not to make this super, super long. Um, uh, but I did. Um, run into a, cause you know sometimes God will put certain things in front of you, like you go th- through an obstacle in order for you to actually pay attention to what's really happening, mm-hmm. like or for you to to get back to your roots. So there was a situation that happened, um, and I encountered someone, um, and it's through you know one of the companies we work with. Okay, uh, and she invited me to this church. Right, let me tell you a little bit about this thing. Right, so most people at my that time of the journey I was also, I was still going as Mark the Dreamer. Um and I was going through that time and she advised. She was like, Hey, um I want you, I want to invite you to my church. And I was like, sure, I'd go to the church. Um uh, because at that time I just I just needed I needed that. It's almost like I needed an invitation. Mm-hmm. Because again I didn't really have a, a place I was going. Um so I went and <laughs> the church name, I guess I could probably say it Uh, i don't think anybody that goes to the church listens but uh the church name is dream city right which is crazy right mark the dreamer (laughs) dream city (laughs) so at some point in my brain this thing was making complete sense Mm -hmm. right i go to and then when i went there for the first time um it was definitely interesting because remember you said you got to a church and people were dancing and Mm -hmm. joking actually the praise and worship was similar to that Mm -hmm. So like people were, you know, and there was a, it was a thing again, I'm not putting this church on blast in a bad way, but I'm just breaking the stuff that went down in my brain at the time. Mm -hmm. So they had this, during the time of worship, you know, after worship, sometimes people do feel the worship so heavy that they start either having speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a, a process where they would lay these newspaper down and like people would literally start crying in them like over the newspaper which was interesting it looks like a, you know it's like they were ready for it
1: mm-hmm. like
0: as soon as that was happening people had newspaper and dropping on the floor as soon as somebody started you know catching that oh, that wow. experience so to me i you know i kind of overlooked that and then when the when the pastor was preaching he was preaching to almost like he knew the demographic he was speaking to like it was like people who have been through things and he's here to be the the I guess you should say to uplift them and Mm -hmm. give them the word based on
5: what they're going through.
0: Right. So I felt like that was a connection. Okay. Right. And then they were a brand new church and they were thinking about rebranding and doing all these things or branding themselves and social media and doing this different, different things. So me, I'm like, this is perfect because that's my line right now. And then if I'm getting invited to this church, it's all in unison. So long story short, I ended up not really going to the church anymore only because they were catering to me to to the millennial generation, but I felt like they were catering in a way where again, and this is this is where I want to make sure I'm <laughs> the the reason I'm telling the story is because there is churches outside of Haitian churches who are looking to I guess you would say grow their church, mm-hmm. right? And they have a demographic and our generation is a target,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So they will put things inside the church that will attract you to their church. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but what happens is once you cater too much to a demographic and you know exactly what you send to them, it becomes almost like rehearsed. Mm. and it becomes like you're you're literally trying to get people to be be members of the church, but there's not really like a uh, a process so for example if you're a new member mm-hmm. uh you know they will get your number and then you have somebody like text you and call you here and there to say why you haven't been in church why this and that right i felt like that was a little how do you call that
5: was it impersonal invasive oh, and
3: yeah invasive? it was like because oh. it was per- you didn't know this person no it was-, it was
0: just when you're a new member oh it was just a person random person oh okay number, And then they kind of like text you, and they will start with things like "how you doing," like almost like it's a conversation.
5: Right, right. You know it,
0: you know it was just trying a little too much to cater to to a generation of people who are quote unquote lost, right? right? And I think that's how we're looked at as some churches look at us as okay, this group is lost. We have to find a way to get them in here, and when they get you in there, technically. Um, you are now serving for the church, which is good, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're giving back. But at some point, it feels like I don't want to say free labor, but at some point, it started to feel like they were looking for free labor because mm-hmm. they know our our pain points. Like we may be looking for the gospel, mm-hmm. but they know we are also individuals that have careers and we're willing to give up.
5: I see
0: what you mean. Give up our services to the church for. I am not to say her. nothing, but pretty pretty much it's like having a, a, a strong body of workers, right? Yeah. Because they come from so many different areas, but that whole body. It's
5: a talent pool. Right. This. It's
0: a talent yeah. pool in a way, but it wasn't, in my opinion, humble opinion. It was too much recruitment and not enough pouring into,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, it was just too much of that. So I yeah. ended up. I ended up setting back. But the reason, I'm, again, I'm telling the story is because that helped me decipher and have a deeper relationship with God. Instead of looking to serve at a church directly, I was like, OK, let me build my own personal relationship and then allow him to, you know, guide me towards where I need to be. Got and it. not having to have keywords like dream, <laughs> like having these, um you know, sometimes when you're looking for affirmation somewhere, yeah. you will find it. But that doesn't mean it's the right calling. It's yeah. just it's just affirming you towards that direction, and that's why prayer is important. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you you know or discernment, right? Because you can be thinking you are going the right way, then eventually, if you listen and if you really pray, that you would you would know that that wasn't the right way. Mm-hmm. It just had the right signs. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the right way to go. So then I that was a learning experience, but that's what puts me in a situation now to say. If I'm really going to serve, I want to be able to serve the right way, not the way I believe I am going to serve or the way somebody feel like I should serve.
3: The heart posture is very important. I think that that that's a, a big part of like the conversation that you're bringing up. It's like, hey, <clears throat> although this might have seemed a little recruity,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, the intention of of your heart was, hey, I, I genuinely wanted to know to,
5: yeah, why you weren't here on Sunday. Yeah.
3: yeah. Not, or why you weren't here on Sunday but also like in your position of wanting to serve mm-hmm. like you had that genuine hey I want to do this but were met with you know kind of a little bit of something a little uncomfortable f- for your for your liking but you know something that the Haitian church taught me which
0: wasn't <clears throat> directional was I was judging a little bit of the people I was a little bit judgy. And, mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't want to say maybe it's the Haitian in me, but it is kind of the Haitian in me because when you're a Haitian church and you see somebody walking with dreads and whatever, you don't want to judge it, but you but feel you like, yo, what do you know what you're walking into? Yeah. Although I'm not saying you shouldn't be here, but almost feels like there is a guard almost, right? Yeah. And then here's what happened at that church. I would meet guys who were in leadership positions and then they would talk to me a certain way and I felt like I was judging them because I'm like, oh, you you leading the children? And then you what? I'm yeah. confused a little bit. What are you talking about? So it was a little, that's one of the things I had to learn that it's not, and, and you you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It's not the, it's not the person in the position, not the leader in the position per se, but it's like their impact that they're doing in that position to the people they're leading. Because you could be X, Y, and Z to me as a you know, as a friend, but you're this to these people Mm -hmm. as a leader. So it's weird. It's a weird thing. And you guys, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong in that.
5: it's like technically Mm -hmm. who you are on Sunday should be who you are. The other six days of the week. Right. Um, it is
0: how, how true is that, and that's where again. That's why I said the yeah. Haitian. We gonna take Haitian off, church, y'all. <laughs> that's why I said where the Haitian church either spoiled me or or hurted me, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't look like the character, it's weird for me to kind of build trust. But you, you know? have
5: you have to be careful of right. the character, okay. because like Paul talked about. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll back it up. I was
1: gonna
5: wrap the page. No, no, you, there, there's there. Are, I think currently where we are in America, and maybe this is happening in Haiti, there are people who just know how to do church really well.
0: That's another point. That's they know how absolutely. to talk,
5: walk, sound, dress in a way that makes them churchy. I, I, use it, I use that as the churchy term. I think for some people it's an identity thing. It, it creates a sense of pride and, and, and um, a, a sense of self-worth. A place of belonging, but they're not actually um, engaging in 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 like real relationship with God. Mm-hmm. They're just doing church.
0: Is that the job? Is that
5: what the it's, job it's, is called? It for? becomes like your your focus is the title, the role, the position, the image, the image, and then the reaction you get from people because it is you. It ends up getting positively reinforced, like a celebrity, like a celebrity. Mm. And so I do think when that happens, like, we're human. So there's only so long you can kind of keep your facade going until someone is going to see you do something, right? Like, you might, someone might hear you listening to secular music or you might slip up and curse. And then when that happens, the person then is like, wait, <laughs> you're not who you, who you make it seem. And then they start to question and doubt everything else going on because now they they, they 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 see these figures are not what they said they were but the the truth is like being a believer isn't a certain look sound um tone cadence and everything like that I think that's where people get really like um turned off by Christianity it's the reason why like you see someone walk in with piercings and tattoos like Leona's experience, is it should not be that way. It should not be that way. Anyone shouldn't walk into a church and, and be met with judgment and be and be told they're not, like, supposed to be here. They are supposed to be here. Now, obviously, is there, like, a way you should dress yourself depending on the environment and the circumstance? Yes, but you can't just tell someone you don't belong here because you're wearing X, Y, and Z, because then how else are they supposed to, like grow and have the opportunity to have that relationship. You just became a block when we're supposed to be a guide. Mm-hmm. And so I I think Mark, like the whole I think what you're what you are feeling is like God discerning you about certain individuals and the experiences you were having at that church. Not saying there's anything wrong because mm-hmm. I've never been on a Sunday, but like I I I think when you feel it, you should definitely lean and try to understand why it is. And I think you made the best decision by like.
0: Oh, no, I'm seeing, I'm seeing,
1: <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> I made
0: the best decision over time. But again, um, I think, I think I probably would not be put myself in that situation if, you know, if I didn't make myself so like, open mm-hmm. to that. And, and that's also sometimes I think, and, and this is the thing that I picked up in Haitian churches too. There is, there is one thing. It's either, and, 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 and there's no in between okay um,
3: <laughs> when you bring that up, something else I was, I was kind of pondering on like just in the conversation around like the different experiences related to church, Haitian church I wanna, I want to also mention like the aspect of church hurt and how very traumatic things of that like there are some that we're not discussing based off of our experiences but we know that there is a listener or someone or people who have had those more um unfortunate situations that have occurred in 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 somewhere that should be so sacred and safe like a church or by a church member or things like that Mm -hmm. and I just want to pivot to kind of try to connect that to Gigi's aspect of the facade of things, It's like, we all have to be mindful of what we see, what we see and what's actually going on. Like, we just have to be mindful of that. And my prayer, my hope is just that in this conversation that we're having and any thought that is going on or any reflection of past anything is the hope that you have May it be placed somewhere that is unchanging, which is Christ. And although we are image bear bearers, we are still flawed. Mm-hmm. And and again, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is just in the in, in the in the situations where you you have that tug of like to be farther away. Like, I just hope that you just take a minute to think about what does this look like in the, in the story God is telling with me. Um, And I think like, that's always my angle. And I know it's from a perspective of somebody who's endured a rough exposure to church and yeah, just a rough exposure to church and still trying to choose. Well, help me understand why I can't be here Mm. or help me understand why this is so painful or help me understand why I wasn't good enough to have this. Or why, why did, d- does God not love me enough to protect me in this way or to give me this thing? And not out of a, a sense of entitlement, but true, humble understanding. Because in, in my walk with Christ, one thing that I began to realize in, in terms of scripture is there is something in there that will bring clarity. Like I used to struggle for a very long time in my in my upbringing with with Christ about like dysfunction in family. The Bible is riddled with it. And it helps you just understand that what you're going through, again, God is not nothing catches him by surprise. We just we just have to find out what is the best method of healing, support, understanding, love, community and and And, having the space to be curious and and be emotional and vulnerable and and just to have that that yeah, like i, I guess it's just what I'm trying to say and 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 it's very much so easier said than ever done, but again, long suffering and and as millennials and as just us becoming adults, I just think that and i and I'm working on this too, just understanding that my role in someone's life is not to fix them mm. the way i think they should be it's to come alongside them on the road that they're walking
0: maybe wow. maybe that's it we now we could definitely um continue this conversation this is not part two i, 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 feel, like, I feel like we do need a part two no, only because yeah. only because we're not we're we have I guess brought it to our listeners' attention or even brought brought it to each other's attention that you know this is how we approach everything and this is how we got to where we are now uh, but in the, in, in the adulting aspect of, of you know encounter with religion and things, we have been doing this thing where I think over time you're like a sponge right you pick up so many different mm-hmm. things over time and everybody has has picked up something about religion along the way. And as we are here, we're either washing the sponge away from some of the things that we picked up Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, put in new things in there. Or it's like, you know, we're completely, you know, Mm -hmm. washed it off and we're like, okay, I'm done
3: with this. Do the whole sponge away. Right. So it's (laughs)
0: like, there's different aspects of, of how we've, accounted it and i think this would be like a more involving conversation if there's just like more than three of us having this conversation because i think it's like similar to um what other conversation that we were having it was it was a sex sex one sex education right and also the the dating part too Mm -hmm. yeah aspect because there's different conversations because there's different perspectives yeah um and i would love to either hear someone who maybe in this current life life who maybe isn't um a person of religion or faith and how are they maneuvering through life in that sense? And even if they're thinking about heading that route or not. And one yeah. of the reasons why, especially in the Haitian community, we know there's other things like uh, other religions. Um, and even, mm. yeah, I'm not going to name because then it yeah, would, yeah. be, would just be a list of things. Um, <laughs> right. right. So I, I do hope that this conversation was able to be at least involving for you guys or in a way where you can relate. And if you can't relate, remember, um, just hit us up on a DM. Okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, with that said, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but we're we going to try to go off a little bit of the um, the live version of what Haitians believe to be their their problem solver, right? Uh, because Shak Aïtien...
2: Did you ever have a wash drink?
3: Oh my gosh, so many times.
0: (laughs) And I think I was saying this the other day. Uh, Haitians, we have terms that we don't really. Other people don't don't really relate to. Imagine you're telling America, I have a rock in front of me right now that I have to, I have to roll, I have to roll the rocks. Yeah. What sense does that make?
2: But the other day, I I'm going to watch it.
0: And then you know what else? I am to traverse you. are going to go You're going to
1: you. You're going to
0: you. are going to traverse you. You're going to you. are going to traverse it but anyway,
3: um thank you guys for listening. Um is this the last episode?
1: <sighs>
3: I don't want wow, this might be just a cliffhanger, y'all. That's it, maybe into I mean who knows what season three might hold. Hmm? We're 30 it, now. So so is this officially the But is a free for all. It's like I now now that you're thirty, you have you you do what you want. I'm grown. I'm grown. Are we telling the listeners we grown? Like we
5: No, we are grown.
3: Like What's 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 poppin'? So is this the last episode? I th- I I think I think if any part two were to come, it it might be kicking off season season three. Mm. Let's mm. vote in the DM. <laughs> oh let's vote right here. But this is gonna be posted
0: on our Instagram story with a question. You heard me? Yes. Ask uh, if it wasn't for Bon la season two but put I said, they can wash. They can wash. Man, wash your day, okay? But with that said, um, thank you guys for being such awesome listeners. Uh, first of all, if you listened from day one, if you were in season one, um, you made it. Now nah, we're, we're closing off season two um, with our adulting series. This was a serious conversation, so hopefully, you know, we did justice by, you know, tapping into anything that you wanted to know about the the adulting process as a Haitian millennial. And if we didn't, we still here. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, with that said, I am Mark the Dreamer signing off for season two.
5: It's Gigi to realize, and it's been a pleasure, y'all.
3: <sighs> and it's your girl Leona. And I
0: listen, <laughs> we've been here, okay? <laughs> we've been here. Alright, so. But i can't, I can't let them leave like that. <laughs> I, can't let the, I can't let the, wash. So we're going to run. We're going to run this real quick. we going to, we're going to compare, compare different.
2: we going to give you that. We're going
0: to make
3: me laugh.
2: we going to give you that.
3: I can't give the people what they ask it for. Oh man. Then they need, so, that's that's God telling them they so, need more.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> we're going out like this. All
4: going out right. like this. <laughs> Débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi pour Yoré. Débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi pour yoe debloquez Débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi, débloquez-moi pour yoé. Pour mes chants, y'a c'est Jésus pour débloquer. Cassez-le, 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 le casse le casse cassez-le, le Musicien, musicien, musicien Oh, pété pour la, pété Adonai dans la vie, vous moi moins. Vous m'avez dit que là, je Si vous Israël, Dieu est charité. This is your
3: listening to the Haitian Millennial
4: podcast